Hello everyone. I am so excited that we have with us today Maya Winkelstein and uh, the Executive Director and Carolyn Brassan, the Director of Social Investments for Open Road Alliance. Now if you're a nonprofit leader or a social entrepreneur, you do not want to miss this discussion about their very special pot of money. Don't turn this off. Stick around. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Maya, Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. I'm really excited to have you both here and so that we have an opportunity to talk about what you do. You're doing something that's really um, different than anyone else that I've seen and it's kind of exciting in so many ways. But Maya, why don't you tell us just a little bit, give us the, a quick overview of the work that you're doing with your funds. Sure. Um, so Open Road Alliance is a philanthropic initiative. Uh, we exist first and foremost to keep impact on track. Um, but the way that we do that is a little different than your typical foundation. Uh, we are sector agnostic, uh, geographic agnostic, and legal status agnostic. So we fund all over the world, domestic, international, every sector, health, education, human rights. We say there's a common sense bar of doing good. And we are legal status agnostic. We support registered 501c3s and social enterprises. Instead, what we use as our filter for funding is we only provide capital, grants, and loans to organizations that are otherwise fully funded and encounter an unexpected roadblock. So we are the fix-it funders uh, of philanthropy, recognizing that the world is unpredictable, the social sector is not immune, but we don't have the right financial tools in place across our sector to help nonprofits and social entrepreneurs weather the predictable unpredictability that of the world we live in. Well, that's a great overview. And it just is such an interesting, unique space. And it has all kinds of interesting facets to it. But Caroline, you're close to this uh, in your role, I understand. So tell us a little bit about how this works. How do you find opportunities? How do opportunities find you? What does the process look look like? I imagine oftentimes there's a crisis and people are looking for money uh, this afternoon. How does it work? Sure. Um, so you're absolutely right. Uh, my least favorite thing to hear from an entrepreneur is I wish I had known about you guys six months ago. Um, but how people have found out about us to date really has been through word of mouth and referrals. Um, so that's why we're doing uh, your podcast. Um, it, uh, our, our criteria are, are fairly specific. So although we don't have uh, any sector geography focus, we do kind of live and die by, by our four criteria. And if you don't mind, I'll just run you through those quickly. Please. So the first is that it has to be what we call mid-implementation, which means that it's an otherwise fully funded project running along and then, oh no, something unexpected happens. Uh, that's our second criteria. It has to be something unexpected. And we like to say there's two types of unexpected. There's oops and there's oh my God. Um, we only fund those OMG moments where something external is happening to you as an organization, not that management forgot to file some paperwork on time. 
Uh, third criteria is that it has to be a discrete one-time problem that can be solved with our funding. And then lastly, um, we look for catalytic impacts. So uh, business models and nonprofit models that really have the potential to be system changing either in scale or design. This is really exciting. Now, Maya, uh, maybe you could help us understand uh, the scale. How, how big are your loans? How big are your grants? Uh... Sure, so our grants go up to $100,000 with no minimum. And our loans, which is run through Open Road Ventures, that's the, our, our loan fund, uh, those go up to a maximum size of 500000 again, with no minimum. Uh, and to date, we've done, um, in loans, we've done over $12 million in loans just in the last two years since we launched Open Road Ventures officially uh, and already received $6 million in repayments. So the model seems to be working. Yeah. Now... Caroline, how do you decide whether you're going to give someone a grant or a loan? Yeah, it, it really depends on the problem. Um, so if it's a, a problem of timing, so for example, if you're a nonprofit and you get a grant from a large government entity, we won't pick on anybody, um, and they have to go through six months of paperwork, uh, maybe it's the first time they've made a grant to this kind of entity, um, there's some sort of paperwork snafu. This is the kind of thing that happens. Um, we will make them a loan because we're just forwarding the cash essentially. Um, for nonprofits that have these one-time unexpected crises where there isn't any future cash coming, then it's going to be a grant where we're just trying to fill the hole to get them back on track. Oh, and where does your funding come from, Maya? So Open Road Alliance, we're fully funded by an individual philanthropist. Uh, so Dr. Lori Michaels is our founder. Um, she lives in Aspen, Colorado, and like many folks, she said, look, I want to do something I want to do meaningful, and we're fortunate to help bring that, that work to light. Oh, that's uh, it's really amazing, uh, and uh, the impact is just huge. Now, Caroline, one of the things that uh, I read in your materials is that, generally speaking, your loans are below market rate. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, so because this is a philanthropic initiative, we're set up to try to maximize for impact, not for financial return. Um, and so Open Road Ventures, what Maya was referring to, our, our loan fund, all we're trying to do is just be able to recycle our capital and build up enough cushion over time so that we can absorb losses. So about 80% of our portfolio is in emerging markets, uh, mostly in sub-Saharan Africa. And so we're making loans of 5% to a for-profit social enterprise where if they go to a bank, they get a loan of around 18% or so. Um, so just enough that we can uh, build up that reserve and, and also kind of keep our own impact on track. Yeah. But you are underwriting these carefully so that you're not expecting a lot of losses. Uh, you, you, there's a, a fully funded aspect to these, right? Yeah, you know, and, and I think we really believe there, there is a misperception of risk around uh, financing social enterprises and nonprofits. In the 40 loans we've made to date, we've had no losses. Um, I, I've been in lending long enough to know that probably won't continue forever. Um, but we are just underwriting that future cash flow for the most uh, uh, cases. So um, will the Series A close uh, in six months or nine months? It doesn't really matter on the timing. If it closes, we'll be repaid. 
Um, and, and so we actually think the risk is much lower and our track record shows that um, to date. Now, Maya, one of the things that uh, I find myself in the middle of, because I'm constantly talking to impact investors, uh, it is my job, it's the greatest job in the world, maybe, talking to impact investors all the time, but, but uh, there is an interesting division between those who philosophically believe that all impact investments should be market rate in order to attract more capital to the sector, and those who believe that it can and should at times be below market rate in order to drive more impact. Mm -hmm. When you hear the arguments from the other side, those who argue about argue for market rates and you know growing the pie and all, how do you respond? I respond by saying we are market rate because if you actually look at the market, returns go from zero percent to whatever the highest has been. Um, the idea of, of a, a market rate return is one that is based off of, you know, expectation. Um, and our expectation is that we're getting 100% principal back plus, you know, whatever the, the interest earnings is. Um, and even if, you know, you were to say, okay, well, 2%, that's not market rate. Well, but what does a CD give you? What does a bond give you? What does your savings account give you at your bank? Much lower than 2%. So to say market rate and assume that that only means venture capital that's going to return Tesla size returns, you're not actually looking at the whole market to begin with. Um, so there's a space for low profit in the pure business sector, and there should be a space for low profit in the impact investing sector as well. Fantastic. Maya, thank you for sharing those thoughts. Caroline, You've had a, an impressive career, and, and you, like Maya, you're both very well-educated, super smart leaders. Uh, but Caroline, what is the thing you're most proud of having accomplished in your career? Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think what I'm most proud of is that uh, actually what I'm doing right now, um, when people ask me, how's my job going, I always say, I have the best job in the world, I'm never leaving. Um, and that's because we have a hypothesis-based approach of coming up with these financial products that actually solve social entrepreneurs' problems. And, and, you know, at Open Road, the entrepreneur is our customer instead of the other way around. And I think in impact investing right now, there might be a little too much focus on investors and what investors want and not necessarily as much on um, what entrepreneurs need. And so at Open Road, um, we've been able to build this really wonderful loan portfolio that directly services what entrepreneurs need. That's brilliant. Maya, as you think about your stellar career, what is the most important lesson you've learned? Oh, that's a doozy. I was thinking about my answer to Caroline's question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I think there, you know, there are so many lessons um, that anybody learns from experience in, in a sector. I think for me in the, the impact and the philanthropic sector, the the biggest and, and core lesson um, that I've learned are, are really twofold. The first is um, that we don't have time to waste. Um, if you look at it from the economics, uh, you look at the amount of money that is going into solving the world's problems versus the rest of the money in the world that may or may not be creating those problems. 
it's not enough. We don't have time to wait. We don't have the luxury. This is not uh, a luxurious industry. And the second thing that I've learned is that we have a choice. Um, so much of what we do in philanthropy, I mean, from a regulatory framework, yes, but also just in general, there is much more choice in how we do business and what we do business. There's no one out there saying you have to charge 18% or you have to charge 12%. There's no one out there saying that due diligence has to take 12 months or 15 months. We have choices every day in how we do business and that those choices, because we are in this time sensitive, urgent work that we're doing for this world that we, we live on, uh, the marrying of those two lessons for me is really core, I think, to the DNA of Open Road and what, what Caroline talked about. And I think is, is something that, that for me has really driven a lot of how we structure our choices. Um, you know, in order to get us to that ultimate goal. That is a powerful, powerful lesson. Caroline, as you ponder your career and think about uh, all that you've done and are doing, I, I wonder why the work you're doing now is so important to you. Why do you care about this stuff personally? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think going back to childhood, I was fortunate enough to travel around Central America as a young girl and was exposed to poverty at a young age and realized that um, I, I came from a position of privilege and wanted to figure out where in that value chain could I add the most value. Um, and, uh, you know, working at Calvert Foundation, now Calvert Impact Capital, right out of undergrad, um, was a really wonderful education to be exposed to these types of wonderful work. And I, I was able to kind of figure out how lending works, uh, figure out what the problems were. And um, I, I think I've been able to develop a, a track record that, um, you know, we can really build some great products off of to solve some of the world's most pressing problems. Um, maybe that's an overstatement, but, but that's my aspiration. Oh, that's great. Maya, what about you? Why, why is this work important to you? I mean, a lot of it, I think, comes back to, to what I shared earlier. I, I do think we all have a moral obligation to leave this world better than we found it. Uh, and this is one way to do it. Uh, the thing that really appeals to me uh, and appealed to me from the beginning about Open Roads work is that it's working at a system level. Um, the, the, uh, the great privilege that we have based on how we're structured intentionally and those choices we make that allow us to be geographic, geographic and sector agnostic, we get to work on clean energy projects. We get to work on human rights projects. We get to work on bringing healthcare to the last mile. We get to work on um, just a, a recent borrower that is uh, you know, bringing vaccines to livestock in East Africa, uh, and then turn around and work with an e-recycling business in Los Angeles that's employing for formerly incarcerated individuals. Um, and to be able to have, you know, work on the breadth of issues and with still such a very narrow, clear focus and thesis uh, is, is something, uh, it's a little bit of having my cake and, and eating it too, I think, as anybody in the social sector that wants to make impact. And, you know, there is no right answer to the best way to do that. Maya, what is your superpower? 
Well, I'm the mom of two little kids, so it's definitely the eyes in the back of my head at home. But um, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, in this context, I think the greatest superpower that anybody in our sector and particularly in our position as an investor can exert is the superpower of humility and fundamentally recognizing that we have the easy job. Um, as Caroline said, we take a customer service approach. Our job is to serve these entrepreneurs. Our job is to help them meet their goals because they're the ones doing the hard work. They're the ones that are actually making progress towards these problems that we as a society have decided need addressing. Um, and to bring, you know, when you are able to bring that humility to your work, I think it, it's a superpower because it, it can strengthen those relationships and ultimately your, your outcomes in a way that um, uh, humility's alter ego villain, uh, I think, would detract. Right, right. Well, excellent. Uh, what about you, Caroline? What's your superpower? Oh, um, I think my superpower is the ability to absorb uh, large amounts of information and uh, file them in an orderly fashion so that, as Maya said, I can have a portfolio of 40 different nonprofits and social enterprises and pull facts from all of them and identify the patterns between them. Um, so more of a finance nerd answer for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a very important superpower. Listen, Maya, Caroline, thank you both for taking the time to be with us today. It's really great to learn about your work, and I sure hope we get lots and lots of people to tune into this because there's so many people who could use your help at different times. Uh, and I want everyone to have your, uh, your number on speed dial. In fact, Maya, maybe you would take just a minute and tell everyone before you go how people can learn more about Open Road Alliance and how they can connect with you and Caroline. Absolutely. Uh, so to learn more, you can visit our website. It's www.openroadalliance.org, all one word. And there you'll find information about both our grant and our loan portfolios. You'll find detailed information about our criteria, um, as well as links to connect directly with us with an inquiry. We do accept unsolicited proposals, and as part of our, our customer service credo, uh, we make a commitment to respond uh, within a week of every inquiry we receive. Fantastic. Well, Maya, Caroline, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in the great work you're doing to help nonprofits uh, get over the bumps in the road. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Now, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.